Welcome to the Reaching the World Bible Church podcast. This is Pastor Henry and Ella Looney. Our prayer is that you enjoy the word for today. Talking, but are we listening? God is always talking. But the question is, are we listening to what he has to say to us? You know, these are what we call the last days, and it's important for us, and, and I use this terminology, and I reference it back again, if not today, on, on another time when we talk about this, but we need to fine-tune our spiritual ears to hear what God has to say. How many remember back old televisions, there used to be a... Uh, not only you had knobs on the screens on a big, y'all remember that knobs? And there was a, a knob that that not only was to turn on and off, but you had another knob that uh, it would say fine tuning. And if your reception wasn't good, you could turn that knob. And they're still fine tuning uh, things on on the television today, but they're buttons and things that you put. And but if you're not getting a clear signal, if you're not getting a, a clear picture. If you're not getting a clear understanding of what you're, what you're look, looking at, you need to fine-tune what you're looking at. You need to fine-tune what you're hearing. God is always talking, but some of us need to fine-tune our spiritual ears to hear what he has to say. And while I was contemplating this message and, and, and far as a purpose or focus of this message, uh, I thought about, and I looked at some other teachings that I was looking, and, and this blessed me. It jumped out at me, and I hope it blesses you, too. We, we, we want to focus this series of teaching that we're going to be embarking upon today on the fact is God's purpose for us is not just a destination, but it's the journey. God's purpose is not just for us to achieve the destination that he wants us to be in. Now, that's important. How many of you want to get to where you need to get? But in that process of hearing and listening to God and cooperating with him and doing what he, what he has to say, there are some things that he wants us to do on this journey. The word journey means the miles you can travel in one day. But in a spiritual sense, our journey with God refers to how far we travel with him in a day. Look at your neighbor and ask him, are you traveling with God today? You see, and I thought about it. For me to go home, I can go a lot of different ways. I just live about uh, a couple of miles away from the church. But I could go home if I choose to. I could go home. I could go to Oxford, drive up the road, then, then drive to Bur then, uh, on uh, 21. Then I get on uh, 20 and go down to 20 and go to Birmingham and then get back on 280 and, and go home. But, you know, I, I get there, but it, that wouldn't make too much sense, would it? But in traveling with God, getting to the destination that we need to get to, 
we need to be purposeful in hearing what he wants to, for us to do in this journey. The next time you go to Walmart and you're going to pick up maybe some uh, washing detergent or something like that, listen to what God's speaking to you about. You may not just be going to pick up your detergent. There may be a person in Walmart that needs a word of encouragement or you to pray for them. And God may have set your journey to go by and help that particular person. But if you don't have ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to you, uh, you could walk right past them. And you're their blessing that God has sent there. You're on your way to get some detergent. But God's got you on assignment to minister grace and peace. You know, there's more than one way to get things clean. And God wants to clean us up spiritually. And he'll use spiritual detergent. And one of those aspects is our prayer life. But for our prayer life to be effective, we got to hear from God. It's not just in, uh, from us getting from point A to point B. But what is God telling me to do in between. Look at your neighbor and say, ask him, tell him, God is talking, but are you listening? You see, God wants us to know that he's empowered us as believers, as brothers and sisters in Christ, to minister to each other. We are our brother's keeper. We're here as Reaching World Bible Church church members, not only to come and receive what the Spirit of God will give us, but he wants to build us up in faith so that we could go out and win the lost, so that we can go out and minister to the sick, so that we can go out and see and touch people with the love of God. Look at his name and say, I believe he's talking to me and you now. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Because <laughs> the Spirit of God is talking to us. And you all in the E-Church, if you don't have anyone there, you talk, you talk with God. And, 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 let it, let, and let him know that you, that you know he's talking. And that you are listening to what he has to say. You see, God has a purpose for us. And his mercies are new every morning. We see in Lamentations 3, and we're going to, we, we, verse 22 and 24. Matter of fact, that's what Lamentations said. God's mercies are new every morning. And, and for those of us that when we get up, we're seeking God, we need to realize we need to have new revelation. In the Message Bible, I like the way it says in Lamentations chapter 3. You see it on, your, on the screen right now. And, and the message co comes down real plain sometimes. It says this, in verse 22 to 24. God's loyal love couldn't have run out. His merciful love couldn't have dried up. 
That's reading preachers ought not to be parched, but neither should members. They're created new every morning. How great your faithfulness. I'm sticking with God. I say it over and over. He's all I've got left. You see, when you get to the end of your rope, or you think you're at the end of your rope, as long as you got your hands in God's hand, as long as you're following his leading and his guides, as long as you're on the, the, the journey that he's given you, whether you get, when you get to point B from point A, you're listening to what God has to say, you're going to have help. He's going to lead and guide you into all truth. He's going to show you what to do. I, I like what uh, John's Gospel, chapter 16, verse 13, in the New Living Translation, it says this. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. Talk about the Holy Spirit. He will tell you about the future. How many of you would like to know about the future? you like to know uh, how many blessings. You pass out talk about blessings and, and you sowing and you receiving. When you sow seed, did you realize, and let me just go back a little bit, you are, you're living right now on seed that you sowed uh, a year ago, two years ago. If there's a lack, you need to look in the mirror at yourself. Because God's laws of seed, time, and harvest work every time. If you want a big harvest next year, you need to plant an abundance of seed today. If you want a, a, a multi-fold return on your harvest, you need to plant seed and expect a return. But you know what? It's usually it doesn't happen overnight. It can, and we thank God for a right now blessing. But most of the time, it's seed planting, it's time, and then it's a harvest. All farmers know you don't plant tomato seeds one day and pick tomatoes next week. It takes some time for the fruit to grow. Look at his name and say, well, your seed is in the ground. Now there's going to be some time. You got to continue to bleed. Pastor, you said I should be inactive and I don't have to do anything. No, a good farmer knows. Uh, when you plant your seed, there's a lot of work to be done. Oh, you got, you got, even before you plant the seed, you got to prepare your ground. You got to get all the weeds and the rocks and all the junk out. Look, look at the neighbor said, you need to get them rocks out of your life. That's hindrances, anything to get in the way. Uh, I can remember my, my, my Uncle Fess and seeing him with the, with the, uh, uh, with the mule and, uh, and, plow, and plowing, plowing. And the, he, he had the, the hoe and, and uh, had the mule, and uh, Uncle Fess could talk to the mule. And they had a mule language. Preachers ought to do that, glory to God. Some of y'all get that next week sometime, but <laughs> but he, he 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 used terms like G and and I forgot some of the terms that they usually uh, 
He, he, uh, yeah, some of y'all know that. And evidently the mule understood what he had to say. So don't tell folks that people can be so mulish that they can't hear and understand stuff. If a mule can understand English, you and I ought to be able to understand something. The word of God in particular, amen? But he would plow, he would, he would, prepare, he would prepare the ground before he put the seed in. And then even after the seed, after he prepared the ground, got all the rocks, got all the weeds and everything, he would still have to go back. How many know after you plant seeds, sometimes weeds will still try to come into your, into your garden? And, and, and bugs and everything will try to come in. They'll, they'll eat up your crop if you let them. Pastor, what are you talking about? What are you, what are you saying today? God wants us to know preparation time is never wasted time. When you prepare and you're listening and you hear what God says to do and you're obedient to do it, you're getting not only the ground ready, but you're getting your seed to be able to, to multiply at a greater rate because you have good ground that you planted in. As a Christian, as believers, there are, are two things, there are two, two ways, there are more than two, but there are two that we're going to look at and focus on that we need to do to prepare the ground, that we hear what God is speaking to us. One, we need to pray. And not only for us, full gospel folks, not only praying in the natural, but praying in the spirit with our prayer language. But then to know how to pray effectively, we need to know the word of God, whether in the natural or in the spirit, and we need to trust him that the word will work every time. We need to know that today, in laying this foundation that we're going to go from, there are so many distractions out in the world that will distract us. The enemy wants to keep you so busy that you're doing so much, and sometimes it can be good doing good things and that, that it may be helpful. But if you're doing stuff and you're doing things that God didn't tell you to do, God is not going to be able to bless that the way he wants to. Why? Because if he didn't told us to do it, there's not an anointing there for it to be multiplied. That's really so important for us to know that God is speaking, but for us to hear what he has to say to us and do those things. You know, God is constantly speaking to us. He's trying to warn us about things to come. But so many times we'll just shrug things out or we'll think, well, that's just me. But it's not just you when it's God speaking. You and I have to practice to learn how to hear the voice of God. Just like anything in the natural, if you're playing sports, Brother Gamble knows what I'm talking about, if you're playing football or basketball, you practice all over the summer, you work out, you do things, you practice, you run over place, you do that so that you can prepare yourself for the game so that you can get ready. You don't just wait to the game and then call a play. 
You have practiced that play over and over again. You have rehearsed it over again. You and I have to rehearse the word of God. For me to be effective in God's word, i got to study to show myself approved so I can rightly divide the word of truth. He put that verse in there. That meant to me that if you can rightly divide it, you can wrongly divide it. I've got to practice the word, but i got to hear the word. i got to pray the word. And you know what that means? i got to spend time in the word. I got to spend time praying. A lot of times, y'all know church, listen to me for a minute. A lot of times, we, 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 we say, God, I need such and such, and I need it now. And that's our prayer. And then we'll think about it. And then we'll get something in our mind, and then we'll say, okay, I'm going to do this. That wasn't God. You're doing what you want to do. I must learn and give some time to hear from God. I got to learn that the word of God will work, but I have to learn how to work the word. Let me say that again. I must know that the word of God will work, but I have to know what's my part in working the word. Pastor, how can I be sure it's God talking? How can you be sure it's God talking? Well, one difficulty, and you might be like this gentleman here, he's talking about, God, I heard something said, but how do I know it's you? I, first of all, I need to spend some time with God. I need to get in the presence of God. I need to spend not only quality time, but I need to spend a quantity of time. You know, the more time we spend with God, the more we're going to get familiar with his voice. When Sister Ella calls me, she could be in a different room. It could be other people in there. It could be, uh, you know, it could be a house full. I mean, we were at, uh, we, we were at, the, at the motel, and uh, she, she said Henry, and there was a lot of folks in the lobby. I turned around immediately because I knew who, I recognized her voice. There was a lot of conversations going on, but I recognized her voice. Why? Because I spent time with her. I spent time in her presence. I know how her voice sounds. Church, for you and I to get familiar with the voice of God, we've got to get in the word of God. We've got to hear him speak to us. We've got to pray the word of God. We've got to say the word of God. We've got to do the word of God. And you're not going to get from grade one and graduate college in a couple of weeks, do you? You don't do that in the natural, and you're not going to do it in the spirit. For us to grow in the things of God, we've got to spend time in his presence. We've got to study to show ourselves approved so that we can rightly divide the word of God. It's extremely difficult to follow God's instruction if you don't know when he's speaking to you. A lot of folks, Christians, think they're hearing God's voice when they're actually listening to the voice of other people. And even sometimes to the voices of their own desires. A lot of times we, we say we, we want to pray about something and something comes up that we really want to do and we really want to do it. We say, all right, God, I know that's you. Not necessarily so. How much time are you spending 
in the presence of God? How much are you reading your word? We talk about reading the Bible through in a year. We do that. We know sometimes God just wants us to read a chapter and spend a month on it so that we can glean what's being said. I read different chapters that I've read hundreds of times. And then all of a sudden, the, that hundred and one time, I see something that I've never seen before. I, because I spent time reading it, digesting it. And there it was, and I said, wow, I never saw that. Why? Because I spent time with him. You know, example, how can I know is God talking? We've got one example that we're going to look at today in 1 Samuel chapter 3. 1 Samuel chapter 3, when Samuel was just a little boy here, and he was uh, being trained by, by uh, his mentor, Eli. And in Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 3, starting at verse 1, and I'm going to read from, from the New King James here. It says, Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. There was a time, uh, you know, I thank God that we've got all kinds of revelation going on now. We just got to have ears to hear. But at this particular time, because of what they had not done and some of the things they had done that uh, in the old covenant relationship, there wasn't a lot of revelation. Verse 2 says, And it came to pass at that time when Eli was laying down in his place, and when his eyes had begun to grow so dim, he was getting older, that he could not see. And before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle, the Lord, where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called Samuel. Remember, Samuel was a little boy at this time. And he answered, Here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he said, Eli, I, didn't, I, I did not call. Lie down again. Go back to sleep. And he went and lay down. Then the Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel rose and went to Eli again and said, Here I am, for you called me. Samuel answered, I mean, Eli answered, he answered, I did not call my son, lie down again. Eli was getting a little older. Notice verse 7. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. And the Lord said, and the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Eli was an experienced man of God, but he had gotten older. But Eli finally, when he said he perceived, he finally figured out God's talking to him. Question, how do you reckon Eli to realize that it was God talking to him? Eli was familiar with the voice of God and how he worked. He was an old prophet, but he had heard from God. 
He hadn't always been faithful, though. You go back and you study about Eli. Eli got in the world of trouble because he didn't do what God told him to do about his own children. You, you go back and read, read about that. But he did have experience to know God's talking to this young man. He understood that this young man was just starting his journey. His journey had, had gone a long way. Eli's had. He had went from point A to got to point B, and his eyes were growing dim. He had gotten older in the things of God, but he had enough experience and enough uh, uh, of hearing the voice of God because he had spent time in the presence of God, even though he made mistakes sometimes. And he didn't always get it right. He could still hear the voice of God. Look at your neighbor and tell them, sometimes you might make a mistake. Sometimes you might not always get it right. But you can still hear the voice of God. Amen. Eli told Samuel, he said, the Lord, Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Verse 8, verse 9 says, therefore Eli said to Samuel, go lie down and it shall be. If he calls you, that you might say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, just like he did before. See, sometimes when we, we don't hear God's voice, God is so gracious, so patient with us. Look at his name and say, thank God he's patient with me still. <laughs> he came back and said the exact same thing that he said three previous times before, that, that, that the boy heard but didn't know who was talking to him. Sometimes God has spoken to us, and we thought it was just us feeling something, or we thought it was just, you know, uh, you know, I don't really, you know, I'm not able to do that, especially with something that we weren't able to do. Some, especially for something that we know we weren't capable of doing our own strength. You know, most of the time I've come to find out that any time there's a, a supernatural impression for me to do something spiritual that I know feels good on the inside, but I realize I'm not able to do myself, i got a good feeling that that's God. Because God is never going to tell you to do something than living a faith life that you're able to do without him. He's going to challenge you above and beyond what you ask or think. But he'll help you to get it accomplished. It's not just about getting from point A to point B. It's about what are we doing on our journey. It's about growing in this journey. It's about us feeding on the word and hearing the word and building the word up on our most holy faith in us. You and I are being built up on the word right now. The anointing is here building you up right now to do greater things than you ever even imagined before because the greater one lives on the inside of you. The scripture says greater is he that's in us then he's out there in the world. That's the reason we got, I got to take my time and lay this foundation. Because for you to receive that, not only Sister Ella said thousands of dollars, first she said millions of dollars, but God wants you to be, get, get that billionaire faith. 
Y'all didn't hear me. I didn't see nobody jump up and shout and say, that's me, that's me. Evidently, God wants you to have billionaire faith. Glory to God. You know, we, we want to do things around here. It's going to take folk, uh, the things that we want to do. It's going to take uh, some, what, what the world will consider, what the church will consider a good bit of money. But to God, it's just a drop in a bucket. Millions of dollars, a drop in a bucket for God. Where's your faith? Pastor, I just want to get from point A to point B. We got to grow some to get to the point that God wants us to go. That means we got to take the first step and the second step. But we got to know that God's talking, but we got to be listening to what he has to say. Look at your neighbor and say, God is talking, and I'm listening. You know, finally, Eli said to the young boy, go lie down. And he did, and he heard. And just come to a stopping point, because I, I told you it's going to lay a foundation today. Each of us, as we said earlier, have to come and fine-tune our spirit to hear what the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. We see in Romans 8, verse 14, in the King James, it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. How do I know that I'm a son of God because I'm being led by the Spirit of God. God wants to lead and guide us into all truth. But I, I, I got to know he's talking, and I got to know that I hear his voice. And when he says to do something, I got to know how to co cooperate with him. Proverbs 20, verse 27 says it like this. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. I, on my journey with him, spending time with him, getting to the destination that he wants me to get to, I've got to hear what he has to say. But he's going to illuminate my spirit through his word in prayer, through his word, studying it, and I'm going to hear what he has to say. Brother Hagin used to say it like this. The, the, instead of saying the, the candle of the Lord, he would say, the, the spirit of the Lord is such all the inward parts is that candle is like a light bulb. We would say today it's a LED bulb. It illuminates better than any other bulb. It'll enlighten you, the word will. And it'll cause us to be able to see things that we have never seen before. How many of you would like to see things that you never saw before? In a spiritual realm about your own future, about your children's future, and whatever age, if you've got grandchildren, not only will you be able to speak uh, about, see things in your own future, but you'll be able to see things in your children's future, in, in, in your grandchildren's future, and you'll be able to impart those words of wisdom to them. And if they're confident in you and the God that's in you, they'll listen. But if you sent them on rabbit trails and you got them in trouble all their life, uh, you know, I wouldn't listen to you either. But thank God that can change. There's a new refreshing. There's a new anointing. There's a renewal that we can walk in 
if we spend time in the presence of God, speaking to him, but listening to what he has to say to us. God wants us to do more than get from point A to point B. He wants us to grow in this journey, in a process. And we're well able to do abundantly above what we ask or think. Since Ella mentioned Ephesians 3.20, you need to, need to get that in, in, in your spirit. Well able to do abundantly above what we can ask or think. Look at your name and say, you and I are well able to do abundantly above and beyond what we've ever asked or thought of before. Because God's speaking. And we're listening to his voice. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for truths that transform hearts. And change lives. As we read in John's gospel, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide us into all truth. He will not just speak of his own, but he would tell us what he's heard. He would tell us about our future. We have a future teller living on the inside of us. The Holy Spirit, who is our guide, wants to show us Keep us from going to places that we shouldn't go and doing things that we shouldn't do if we learn to recognize and hear his voice. We may be young like Samuel, but the more we hear his voice in prayer and reading his word, the more we're going to recognize his voice. And the less time it's going to take us to get to where we need to go. Thank you, Lord, for showing us. Thank you, Lord, for, for equipping us, authorizing us to walk by faith, trust, believing, commanding to do what you called us to do confidently in your word than we ever have before. We thank you, Lord, that we are growing and we're getting more established and built up in your word and we're becoming what you've ordained us to become and we're going to do more effectively what you've ordained us to do. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. If you agree with that, just say amen. I believe it. The word says it. And I have it right now. Amen. Get some things out of this. This is just a little foundation we lay in today. You know, how I many know if you don't lay a good foundation, you can't build on it? So we got to lay a foundation here. And it's going it to take us a few sessions to lay this foundation. So I'm going to ask you to hang in there with me, okay? And, and go back and listen to even some of the things that we, that, 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 that we said today. Go back and, you know, they're, they're on 
and, and Facebook and YouTube. Listen to it again. And, and we're going to uh, start building upon this foundation of knowing that not only God is speaking to us, but that we can hear what he has to say. And then we'll do what he tells us to do in this journey. Amen. All heads bowed and all eyes closed. If you're out there, e-church, or you're here, but you never asked Jesus into your heart, the first step, the first thing that we need to know is to know him as our personal Savior. The scripture lets us know if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that he died for us, that he paid the price, we can have life and life eternal. As we pray this prayer, I'm going to ask everyone in this room to pray this and those of you at home. But if you're out there and you never made Jesus the Lord of your life, you grab hold of this personally for yourself right now. Or even if you have, you, you want to, uh, I guess, reiterate it and solidify it. Amen. Become even sounder in it. So repeat this prayer after me. Father God, right now. I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart that you paid the price so that I could have life and life more abundantly. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Thank you for forgiving me. I'm a brand new creation. I'm a brand new person in Jesus. I'm saved. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, you just Start a brand new walk with God. We got some materials we want to give you to help you with your walk. Three mini books that uh, you'll see coming up on the screen if you're at home or in here right now. Also, you see a QR code. You can take your phone and scan that. It'll take you to uh, a video where I explain what it is to be born again. And then there's some questions and things you can go in uh, in our on our uh, website to where if you want to be a part of Reaching the World Bible Church, and every believer needs to have a church home to where you can be taught and trained. That's one of the reasons that we're having coming up on Saturday our new members class for folks that have been here for, for a while or just came here where we go over foundational truths that, that establish you in the things of God and that, that uh, we need to be able to grow from. All of us need these truths so that our life could be transformed by the word of God. And so this, this, this will help you. And also, we just thank God for the blessing. So I want to remind you all.